something strange bah, bah. who you gonna call bah, bah. go to apple podcast bah, bah. who you gonna look up bah, bah. Wow. vigilante 1939 podcast bah, bah. ladies and gentlemen welcome to the vigilante 1939 <laughs> podcast we are a dc lead yeah. podcast sometimes we talk a little marvel sometimes a little video games hashtag go follow let's go gamers Sometimes a little Oscars talk. Stay tuned for that. But because the very sound soothing of my voice would only last and entertain you guys for so long, I'm not joined alone. I'm joined by Nico Caruso. And now he's Daddy Batman again. So Daddy Batman, Nicholas Caruso Sr. Gentlemen, what's your favorite scary movie? (laughs) (laughs) You had some wonderful rhythm there. I, I didn't know what it. it was, and then I understood it was Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was Ghostbusters. Your inner Ray Parker Jr. Wait, you didn't know? You know from, who that is, right? He's the guy the, that did the song. You didn't know right away from the Who You Gonna Call? I did, but the rhythm, but, oh. the, but the melody was a little bit off, but it was still spectacular. I thought Come he on. was on. We might be joined by some spirits on this podcast, too, so oh, we may not be alone. It may not just be the three of us. It's spooky season. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pumpkin spice latte season. There you go. It's my favorite don't, don't, time of the year. Don't ever go in the woods at night. You won't make it out alive. That's right. <laughs> at least not in Westchester with no. all the foxes and coyotes no, going on. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not where we're at. Ooh, ooh. All right, gentlemen. So more on why we just started off with that a little later. I promise you that that will pay off at the yes. end. But so, gentlemen, I th- I think I think we're gonna start off swinging here, right off the gate here. So we are, we're swinging. I want to ask you guys a question. <laughs> when when is Spider Man gonna get his own solo film in the MCU? He's not. Well, okay. Never so <laughs> news came out that Doctor Strange is gonna now be in Spider Man Three. So, I I ask you guys, how do you feel about this? Dad, go first because I'm I just go first. Yeah, um, I think. Look, I've made it very clear on past podcasts and uh, in our conversations that I've never been happy with what the MCU has done with Spider Man. Having said that. I've also been reminded by a few of our fellow podcasters that, you know, we did get, we did get the the Spider-Man movies that I liked that I wanted, that I felt were more true to the core of his character and his solo adventures. And, uh, and and obviously in the spectacular three movies from, um, from from Sam Raimi, even though the third one was, was not great, but it was, it was better than I think people give it credit for. I think there was some terrific performances and, 
and I've grown to love the the um, the other two movies with uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. When I first saw those two in the theater, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled. I felt like it was the same story, too close to the Raimi trilogy. But as I watch them when they're on TV now and stuff, I've I've really gotten a great appreciation for Garfield Spider Man. I really think visually they were they might be even the best Spider Man movies as far as costume is concerned. So where am I going with this? I'm, I'm segueing into the fact that um, I think Spider-Man in the MCU is being used more has a, it's there. It's, it's, we all know the Sony Marvel thing, the back and forth and whatnot. So let me put it to you this way. Cause I, I don't want to ramble on this. I don't think we're going to get a pure solo Spidey saga from the MCU. I think I think it's obvious and I've come around here I've come kind of 180 on it that that all Marvel movies going forward are going to be these team up movies. I just don't think I think the days of like Black Panther, Captain America the first movie, Iron Man the first few movies, I don't see them because in all these movies now there's all these cameos from everybody. And it just seems to me like, you know, we've heard rumblings about the next Captain Marvel movie that it's actually going to be like the Avengers 5, 6. I don't even know where we're at right now. I lost track. And and that's where Marvel's going. And so they're doing with, with Spider-Man. And I think Spider-Man is going to kind of become like a common denominator when they ever figure this whole thing out with Sony. think they're going to develop the Spider-Verse. I think you're going to see Spider-Man in all these different multiverses and whatnot. And at the end of the day, you got to learn to live with it. So as a purist, as a Spidey purist, I don't, I don't love it. I don't like it, but I'm not going to spend my time, I guess, getting angry about it either, because if they do bring in the Sinister Six, and if I do get a chance to see Toby again, don the costume and Andrew, and they eventually cast Miles Morales, I look at it kind of as a win. And, and I've got to, I've got to grow up a little bit myself too, because, um, you know, because not necessarily what I want, I pretty much got. So I don't mean to throw you guys. I'm not, I'm still not thrilled with it, but I'm not, I'm not going to be angry over it anymore. I'm going to accept it. And I just feel like, I guess I'm going to get into this right now because this is, this is what I'm, this is what I'm concerned about. And it's my damn insecurity with the DCEU versus the Marvel Universe, which I don't, I don't want to turn it into it. But once again, I believe the Marvel Universe. Now, Doctor Strange was announced first. It was. But I still think Kevin Fahey is reading a lot of the stuff that's going on with the Flashpoint announcement. And now we're hearing all these rumblings in the Doctor Strange movie that they're looking to cast alternate versions of the Avengers with people like John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Joaquin Phoenix. So I just think my insecurity is going to get the best of me again. And I believe that Marvel is going to beat DC to the punch. I think they're going to do this crazy whacked out multiverse. They're going to hit first with it. And my only concern is that by the time flashpoint rolls around, will the mainstream audience be again, like, Oh, Oh, now DC's copying Marvel. They're trying to do the same thing as them. Because look, guys, 
DC was really the people that started the, the multiple Earths and all that. That was a concept they had before Marvel. So I'm like all emotional right now. And it's where it's going to go, where it is. I'm just concerned once again that Marvel beats DC to the punch. They get perceived to doing it better. I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully that Keaton and Affleck are going to be able to help us with that. But Spider-Man, the core character, I don't see it coming anytime soon. It's team up, team up, team up for the Marvel universe. And I know some of our guys say that's great. That's how comic books are. That's a great thing. Why fight it? Why get mad about it or whatever? And so I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch. But I'm not going to get upset anymore because we're not going to get solo Spidey in in his own self-contained stories. I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, I think that was well said. And I think you bring up an interesting point about the whole uh, who's going to do the multiverse multiverse first and better etc because i know that's something we're all thinking about too and it seems like the inevitable thing that can't be beat even though strange was announced first it looked like dc was doing it in the more grandiose way with adding all the different versions of batman and whatever uh but now you know it sounds like they're gonna do sounds like the mcu is gonna go really big with it because it sounds like not only in strange's movie but in spidey's movie too and eventually if they do the live action spider-verse i promise you it'll be the biggest thing in comic book film history it will be if they get the two guys back if they do the live action spider-verse it will be the biggest comic book film of all time probably it'll probably you know what only only covid would probably stop it well let's hope only covid would stop it let, let let me digress because this is probably three years away so by that time we should all hopefully everything will be fine and I didn't mean to cut in on you. I'm going to let you talk because you are 100% right. Yeah. If they do this Spider-Verse, it has a chance to be a movie that could maybe top Endgame. And not only will it top Endgame because of the the love of the Spider-Man community, having those two guys would, and I know we talked about this off air on on another topic, having Toby and Andrew come back would top Keaton and Affleck. It would. It would. It just would. It's just if if you can disagree, but it would. There's too much controversy with Affleck's take that's significantly higher than any controversy with Toby or Andrew. It's about the films way more so than the two people. And I know Toby gets a lot of shit, even though he is ob- objectively the best Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I said that. You know where to find me at N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. He's objectively the best Spider-Man and has objectively the best Spider-Man films. Anyway, uh, to get into this, I want to clarify a few things because I know Zenik's ready for me to go on a rant, and um, I am. But so I'm not mad that he's not going to be by himself. I would prefer that, and that's like what Fahey was saying after Far From Home. But I get it. Things change. They're looking to go bigger. They see that DC was going to go bigger and that people liked it. So now they can. And they actually have, I think, more resources and the ability to do it quicker. And in some ways, maybe better. I don't know, because there's so much universe established already. But I I don't mind Spider-Man being the team-up guy. That's not it. I think I I wasn't clear enough on Twitter or in conversations i have with some people i don't mind that because you're right this world is so connected now that like you almost expect it to happen and that's what the mainstream audience wants i don't mind 
that. And I also don't mind Spider-Man teaming up with people because on paper, specifically the comic paper, he's the greatest hero they have. And while some of the other heroes are older than him, maybe historically, they learn a lot from him because he does operate outside of the Avengers a lot. He does have this, he has his own code. He has his own way of doing things. He has his own sense of, and it's going to sound cliche, responsibility. My problem is immediately when I was reading it, because I'm like, okay, strange is going to be in it. That could be a cool dynamic. They're both in New York city. And I bet strange is going to launch the spider verse and, cross over the sony people which will be cool which is what i want because i would i would much rather have him interact with the sony people just because he would be by himself more because at this point i've seen enough of the mcu where i would rather much see a larger spider-man verse where we have venom carnage the villains we have keaton we have jared leto's morbius hopefully is good if they want to do like spider woman which i know they're black doing cat. olivia wilde's gonna direct that should be great yeah. black cat but it's when they put the damn line in there, Doctor Strange is going to step into the mentor role. Now, here's here's where I go off the rail, and here's where I'm going to go off the rail. Here, here's, here's what I guess you guys are waiting for, what everyone's waiting for. I can't stand that because they already did it with Tony, all right? We dealt with that, all right? I had to deal with that. I had to let it go. I had to be okay with it. Then the freaking guy dies. Okay, then he gets a whole movie that's like, oh, he's the next Iron Man. He's the next guy, right? The world needs the next guy. The next guy doesn't need a damn mentor. And I don't know what type of mentor Doctor Strange could be either. That's the word. If they said it was going to be like, um, if they said it was going to be like Captain Marvel, or if they said it was going to be like... I don't know uh, who who else is in the universe. Thor. I mean, not the Thor. The Hulk. Like, I don't know if they said it was going to be someone like that who has a little more. Jeremy Jeremy Renner. No, not Jeremy Renner. I can't stand his stupid face. <laughs> um, ever since I heard right, all those right, things. Right. Anyway, so that's where my problem is him stepping into the mentor role. And here's where people are going to disagree. I don't hate Tom Holland Spider Man. In fact. I think he could be a very good Spider-Man. I think the material they've given him for five movies now is lackluster. Civil War was okay. I liked him in there. I really liked him in Civil War. Actually, I liked what they were doing. He's going to be younger. They're going to segue him in. He's going to be like with Iron Man a bit. They interact in the comic a lot. And Homecoming, he's like really coached by Tony. And then Infinity War, he's pretty good. But then he's gone for all of Endgame. And then Far From Home is an Endgame epilogue. And I hate the way they make him and people will disagree. People look at this and say he's accurate. And that frustrates me because I don't know how you say that. And I don't know if people just say it to say it or have the other take. I would love for people to present it to me. I mean, Hughes one time we talked to on Twitter who wrote for Forbes because he said it's the most accurate like he said Spider-Man Far From Home is the most accurate portrayal of Spider-Man we've ever seen and it's the definitive Spider-Man tale on the big screen I mean that's just there's no way it's you cannot I believe he's a character you cannot fundamentally change and the MCU fundamentally changes him and what I mean by that is this you could have multiple portrayals of anything and people are going to throw the Affleck taking me oh he was way more violent sure 
but that is something the character is doing. That is a place they're bringing. That's a place they're bringing the character to. But in every Batman film mm-hmm. and in the Matt Reeves one is Bruce Wayne is someone who lost his parents and his mantra, his new thing, the thing he turns himself into is he's going to be a symbol of justice and he's going to take the law in his hands and try to stop crime and try to stop that from happening to anyone else. Okay. If you make him more violent or older or more technological based, more grittier, doesn't matter. That fundamentals there. He's not learning how to be Batman from Superman. He's not learning how to be Batman from Jim Gordon. In this Spider-Man take, he is literally not only being taught how to be a superhero, he is being given everything on a silver platter and you take away the biggest fundamental thing from Spider-Man and that is how relatable he is. This Peter Parker is not relatable. This, I can't even call him Peter Parker. I just can't do it. Peter Parker is a young kid who was an outcast who had a very small home life and he loses his uncle and he makes a promise that with this power he got, he's going to do whatever he can to prevent that from happening, to save as many people as he can. And he self makes himself, he has this drive. He has this sense of, uh, he has this sense of purpose, right? You get that a little bit in civil war when he's talking to Tony Mm-hmm. Then homecoming, the whole movie is he wants to impress Tony. He really wants to be an Avenger. He wants to do things to get noticed. Now he's doing it for fame. He's doing it for to be noticed. He's doing it for status. Okay. That's what it is. He wants to be an Avenger. That's status. That's by definition. It's status. It's a place at a table. He's doing it for status. Then at the end, he turns it down and realizes he has to do the right thing. Okay. Then far from home, he's going to Europe. And all of a sudden, he now he's learning from Mysterio. Now there's Jay Gyllenhaal, and he's like, "Man, it's good to talk to someone about superhero stuff." Man, you had fucking ninety characters the last three movies to talk about superhero stuff with. Oh, now he's learning from Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, now he's learning from Fury. Oh, are you gonna step up? Are you gonna step up? Then he's learning from Happy Hogan, right? Okay, not only that. Okay, so that's a thing. Now Peter's on a private jet building a costume. Right. Where's the where's the struggling relatable team? Where's the he's not there. Not to mention Aunt May is sexualized, which which the MCU still gets away with fat shaming, body shaming, and over sexualization. So this is a whole different story, though. Okay, there's a lot of things. So now Aunt May is high fiving Peter, <laughs> and 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 she's using Spider Man to like get followers and to come to fundraisers when the real Aunt May would be terrified for Peter, just like Alfred is of Batman, which everyone praises Jeremy Irons for being concerned for Ben. She's afraid the same thing's going to happen to him as Ben. That's the only family she has left, but no, 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 no. She uses Spider-Man for her own personal gain. Do you see the pattern here? All these characters are using each other for their own personal game. Happy's helping Spidey because he loves Aunt May. It's, it's all selfish. It's no longer relatable. Okay. So there's all that random stuff aside. What I'm going to bring myself back to is they fundamentally change the character. And I don't think you can do that. You can take the flash learning from this Affleck, how to be a hero, but you still have his mother died. His dad's in prison. 
He wants to be something and he's learning it away from Bruce. But Bruce is the biggest commodity that DC has besides Superman. You cannot make a take where Superman and Batman are learning from someone. You cannot do it. And I believe the same for Spider-Man. They wouldn't do it with Tony. They wouldn't do it for Cap. They haven't done it with any other hero in the MCU but Spider-Man. And people are going to say, oh, it's fresh. It's new. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it's not Spider-Man. And I think they change him too much in a way where he just feels like a gimmick. He feels like oh, it's Spider-Man. We could really do anything with him. It's not, I don't feel for this Peter Parker at all. Cause I've never, I've never seen him struggle and don't tell me he died and don't tell me, oh, he fought to be with MJ. First of all, they, they synthesize that relationship between films. Cause he don't even acknowledge her in the first movie. They, you know when he fell in love with her? When? When he was gone for the five years. Yeah. When, well, which, well, that's a whole nother thing. Thing that they did there that, that, that they still <laughs> when you're stuck in that in that void which which i i know you're worried about the mcu and the dcu but i'm pretty sure the snyder cuts about to do time travel a little better yeah than so. um yeah. than i yeah. just did but 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 anyway to wrap up here it's <laughs> this peter we have never seen him struggle and don't tell me he has maybe in homecoming which to me is like the last act in homecoming is the most probably Spider-Man he's been at the end of far from home. I really like when he fights Mysterio at the end. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm getting glimpses of Peter. And I thought, okay, you know what? Now they know his identity. He's going to be on the run while wow, we're going to see him have to manage this. Now he's really going to have to grow up. And now it's like, Dr. Strange is going to be his mentor. And we all know Dr. Strange is going to wave his hands like this. Oh, he did the hand thing. He did that hand thing. And then it got all weird again, you know, and then everyone's going to forget his identity as Peter Parker. And there's the MCU typical. Let's undo something in the first 10 minutes of a movie. So to end my rant on this is I'm all for the spider verse. I'm all for Tom Holland maturing in the role and getting better material. But the fact that he's going to be coached and going to be mentored again is frustrating because He's fundamentally changed in a lot of ways, which is frustrating as me, a Spider-Man fan, to see. Nick Zendik, we are sorry. Now you may give your take on this. Hey, everybody. Hey, you're still here. Thank God. <laughs> no, no. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm glad that, that you guys won on those on those tangents. I am because I know we did a similar Spider-Man Sony discussion we like did. earlier this year that I think people should listen to if you haven't checked that out. That was. It was a great, it's a, it's purely one hour. It's a one hour discussion. Go listen to it. This was definitely a great follow-up. So again, I'm glad that you guys put that out there. I agree 100%. Um, my, my main thing is, yeah, it's cool. Like, of course, it's cool. Doctor Strange and Spider-Man teaming up on the one hand, yes. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it it's comic awesome. Book related. It is awesome. As a comic book fan perspective, yes, of course. Why would you not want to see that? But my thing lately with it is I want to go into a Spider-Man movie not knowing which Avenger is going to pop up. It's which villain is going to lay some hell, if that makes any sense. Because, yeah. again, like, like you just said, Spider-Man to me is somebody that doesn't need a mentor. He does the mentoring, actually. Other heroes can extent. learn from him. Yes. Other heroes are supposed to learn from him because Peter has this sense of responsibility that they not all of them share this specific responsibility. So yes, continue. 
Yeah, no, and then like so like the listeners can't see it, but I already showed you guys. I'm holding up a book called Spider-Man Blue by Jeff Love and Tim Sale. If you can't you haven't read it, do yourself a favor and check it out. It's the story of how Peter deals with the, the loss of Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. So that to me is like essential Spider-Man because it's him grieving through it on his own, learning from the mistakes, the life lessons he's had, and he has to come to terms with that. And eventually it's literally like how Spider-Man 2 was amazing Spider-Man 2 was going to be. It's that he becomes Spider-Man again. So I'm okay with this move if it, like you guys said, if it leads to a larger Spider-Man story. But if it's going to lead to a larger Spider-Man story, I mean, like, I don't know, Shattered Dimensions or something or Into the Spider-Verse. Like, I wanted to just be Spider-Man. But I also fear it's like exactly what you guys said. That's kind of unrealistic as of right now. As long as Spider-Man's in the MCU, we're unfortunately not going to get that amazing Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man stuff. Unless he goes back to Sony, which I'm kind of hoping is is soon. I love him in the MCU. I love seeing him interact. I mean, I mean, you got all those New York heroes, Daredevil, Punisher, etc. I mean, sure, it's cool, but at the end, seeing it already, you know, I think I think we need to bring Spider-Man back home, <laughs> so to speak. So. Spider-Man Homesick. Yeah, I would. I, that will make me sick. But that title. don't you guys agree though that um, don't you just feel though like the MCU is just going to be going forward just a bunch of stories that are formatted once again to lead to some big team up. And again, that's what comic book movies are. I'm not. I'm not saying that this isn't a good thing, but I just think that. Um, you're going to hear in all these Marvel movies coming up, who's who in this one and who's going to be in that one. I would prefer to see Spider-Man's own universe, like you guys said. Yeah. And Nick, you just brought something up. I would love to see the Punisher or Daredevil actually team up with Spider-Man because that's really more what I remember reading. And those are kind of more like the grounded heroes, you know, and it's more of the street action, the street urban action and the, in the, and the um the conflicts that arise because of that it's not so galactic if you will and and so that's my thing once you bring dr strange into it it becomes a a much bigger um mm-hmm. you know it, it's just the stakes are too high it's too, too fantastical yeah. it's too yeah, nick yeah 100 it's too fantastical mm-hmm. i'm looking for stuff to be a little bit more grounded with spider-man um and yeah, it was cool to see him in Infinity War. But again, I've had a little bit too much of his love affair with Robert Downey Jr. I'm I'm one of those people. We're gonna talk in a thing, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel I, I'm I'm beyond the warmth of him hugging Robert Downey Jr. and this fake father-son relationship, uncle relationship that they had. When I first saw it, I thought it was okay. I bought it a little bit. The more I see it, it doesn't age well with me. Mm-hmm. It does not age well. Golly, Mr. Stark. Holy hypotenuse, Nico. You want to know why? Why? (laughs) And I don't want to tease the debate, but I thought about this the other day and it made me really mad. Do you guys know I have, do you guys remember the take I have that like Cap and Tony weren't really friends? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How, how when Tony's dying, 
how Peter is there next to him and like crying after only knowing him at that time for like a couple movies. How Cap wasn't right there is a fucking. But sin. wait a second, is an absolute guy. What about sin. when he's doing the dishes? Tony Stark. And oh he looks at God! The he looks at Peter. It's, it's like it's his. It's like Stop. they got to be so close. It, and I, I never bought it. Now I know people are. Some people are listening to this. They probably think we're crazy, and that's fine. Everybody's entitled I, yeah, to their own opinion, I, and I I'm not looking to have. I'm, I'm never anyone to tell anybody. But for me, it mm. never played out that there was this tremendous like like father uncle figure they don't do other than that he's got a lot of money tony and he gave him a lot of nice gadgets and he gave him his his costume and all he's like a bona fide sugar but it's like literally like five years later tony's dropping dishes looking at a picture of spider-man and he lost the kid and and whatnot so i felt like that was forced just like you said it is the relationship of him and zendaya I'm sorry. I don't feel any chemistry with that whatsoever. There I is think no that's forced. There is no chemistry. Um, I get upset when people talk about Toby and Kirsten because I thought they had great chemistry. I thought they were excellent. I I would agree that Andrew and Emma had slightly better. Yeah. But for Jiminy Crickets, they were seeing each other in real life. Yeah. That's... <laughs> they were in love with each other in real life yeah, there. So, so it's kind of easier to pull off some of those scenes and be all gushy eyed uh-huh. and googly and, and like, you know, like you could see that in those movies, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We're off a tangent here, we're but here. it's I'll bring us back. I'll bring, bring us, us back. back. I'll please, bring us back. Please. One thing I want to say too, quick, and then we're gonna go to a topic where we all agree on something, and a lot of people would too. Is I also like, of course, all this is our opinion. I know sometimes when people say opinions, they come off like you're telling someone that Never. Th- that they're Never. wrong. We're not. There are people, including some people very close to us now, who do love this take and this portrayal, and they do like where it's going. And you and you know what? That's fair, and all the power to them. I'm just simply speaking from a person, and my dad and Zenik as well as people who really love Spider-Man, and they're just not super high on this. And it gets frustrating when there's something you like really much, like you love very much, and it's your favorite character, and your favorite mm-hmm. character is not presented the way you want to, whether it be expectations, desire. I know a lot of people are frustrated at the Dark Knight Rises. They say he would never quit on Gotham like that. A lot of people say he wouldn't ever leave Gotham. Um, people get mad at Superman for killing Zod. They say he would never do that. Those are valid. So I think it's yeah, valid for us to right. say opinion, right? that Peter doesn't need a mentor. So that's it's it's tomato, tomato, and all these takes are out there, and all these people have them. So mm-hmm. uh, th- this is just one of our many. And, but we um, know we're not alone. No, in fact... If, if if you want to hear some great takes on this, uh, listen to listen to the Straight Out of Gotham YouTube episode from last Thursday. That was mm-hmm. um, They were great. They had some phenomenal, and I mean phenomenal Spider Man takes. I was actually it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I was actually like worried, like I was going to accidentally copy some of what they said. So I really tried to focus and like not use some of those points, but they were so great. It was almost really hard not to. Um, they talk about the relatability a lot. They talked a lot about the reason why he is who he is and how sometimes he also feels like he's doing it for other people instead of himself or his. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's a great episode, but Zenik mm-hmm. bring us to the next topic, but you start it too. Cause me and my dad are going to forcefully put ourselves on <laughs> mute for a sec. No, look, I, I just want to answer. I mean, look, I think we, it's, it's safe to say we all love Tom. I mean, he can be great. If you, I literally just saw him in Devil all the time. I mean, 
Very good performance. Ranked. Very good performance. Yep. He has range. So Very I know that he has what it takes to be a good Spider-Man. If if they just make him a little more grounded, I think I think we got it. So uh, I know it's still too early to tell what will become of it, but we'll see. We'll see, guys. So in Blackest Night, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. So, and this is ironic because I'll talk about this a little later because I originally thought this thing was already Greenland, but it was just in development the whole time. But Green Lantern, guys, is officially coming to HBO Max. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Seth Graham Smith is also going to be the showrunner and the co-writer alongside Mark Guggenheim is going to co-write the series. Which is the only thing that utterly terrifies me. <laughs> but we'll get well, into that later. Yeah. Um, so this, this one, this one's really fascinating. So I'm going to read off some of the plot, things like that. And then we'll, we'll do a little deep dive here. So the show is going to depict the adventures of Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, Alan Scott, who's Earth's first Green Lantern, who, True to Comics is is a gay man, and the series is going to also include Sinestro and Kilowog and introduce new heroes to the Green Lantern Corps. So there's the plot. Killer. HBO Max has ordered 10 one-hour episodes. We don't have a release date yet, but how does that that make you guys feel? You're first. You're first. Oh, you guys want me to kick it off. You're first because you won't get a talking turn. Oh, I mean, how do you not love this move? I mean, we've we've long said it before. Green Lantern is so long, long overdue in to have his DC prominence. I know they struck out on Ryan Reynolds <laughs> back then. Uh, I know there's some question marks why Hale and John aren't in there, but maybe that's because they're saving them for the movies, or maybe that's <laughs> late, later down the line. Um, I I love this move just again. I'll say it again for the people in the back here. HBO does not lose. They guys. don't. They don't. Uh, Green Lantern's perfect for this for this HBO. It is. It's I'm thinking like Game of Thrones in space here every time. That that's what I think about of what Green Lantern can do on HBO. Uh I also love it because I know this is already in, in good care because HBO does not typically green light a series unless it doesn't think it can get multiple series, uh, excuse me, seasons. You're darn right. Cause they already canceled a game of Thrones prequel that they filmed an episode for did not like it and said, mm-hmm. not doing it anymore. We're going to do a different one. So yeah, you are. That's a great point. They only green light things that they really think are going to be good. So do you mean green lantern light. Oh, 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 there it is. There it is. So, but yeah, I mean, one-liners from I'm, I'm fully expecting this thing to go like five seasons, like an HBO show typically does. Cause I think that there's that much lore and that much, that much want for this, that it can last on HBO. So I also, Oh, I, I know you guys. No, are no, so no, 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 no. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, I love the lineup. I think I think it's very, very cool. Uh, sure, it, w- it would have been 10 times more exciting if it had been Hale and John, but... But, but I mean, come on. Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, Alan Scott, who people should really 
be introduced more to Alan Scott. I mean, or first Green Lantern. I'm loving the Justice Society love, really. So, Green Lantern, bring it on. Hopefully, uh, Justice League Dark is next, but I don't want to get into that too down the line. Uh, don't care who they get for casting, honestly, at this point. I'm just glad that DC Max is really developing here, guys. <laughs> DC Max, I love it's, that. It's not only H, it's not HBO Max anymore. It's DC Max now. So I love that pops, you're up. It's like I said, in the brightest day, in the blackest night, no episode will escape my sight. For all those who subscribe to HBO Max, might beware the power of Green Lantern's light. He um, does not have that written down. That was impressive. No, I kind of wow. whatever. Wow. <laughs> no, that was impressive. So here's the deal. Um, Taking a page out of Zeddy's book over here. The, the possibilities, <laughs> Nick, as you said, are mind-blowing. Because what I read, too, in the synopsis, too, is that it's going to obviously involve several galaxies, time. So what they could really do with this series is a number of things. They're really going to establish, hopefully – what the Green Lantern Corps is. They're going to establish the Guardians, I would think, in a way, and how all through the centuries, all across the universe, what it means to be a Green Lantern, right? And I'm just kind of visualizing all these different things. Almost, It, it can almost play out like Star Wars on the different planets and whatnot. And I am very happy with the direction they're going in, because I think that Hal and, and John, I'm not going to say they're too big for the series, but I would prefer to see that storyline play out. Assuming that we all go back and motion pictures are still made. I would assume to see that play out on the big screen because Hal Jordan is too great of a character. Um, and it didn't, he didn't get his proper due with the first Green Lantern movie, even though I wasn't, again, I'm still a guy that liked Ryan Reynolds. I just thought the movie was terrible. And John Stewart is too big of a character. John Stewart could be the kind of character going forward for the DCEU. Almost, I hate to say this, this is going to be crazy, but he, he could be like a, a Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. If you cast the right actor, mm-hmm. the, the impact that he could have going forward, being a part of not only Green Lantern, but Justice League movies and, yeah possible team-ups with the flash and, and, and all these things that are running through my mind. So let's get back to the series, Jessica Cruz, uh, Simon Baz, Alan Scott. He is the original OG. He is the original green lantern. I'm super excited because I think we'll get Killwog. I think we'll get Tomar Ray. I think we're going to see my animal lanterns, chip, chip, chip. We better get the goddamn squirrel chip and Gnort. So this is exciting because it's, it's, it's confirmed it's going to happen. And uh, again, there could be no better place for this thing to roll out on the CW. I mean, HBO max. Whoa, I'm sorry. Whoa. 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 Hang on a second. I got a little nervous. <laughs> I got a little nervous. There, is no. John Diggle going to be John Stewart? People want that, but uh but no, we've got to save we've got to save those guys for the for the motion picture. But I will say this: what you're going to be able to do with this series is if it's done properly and well, which I have no, it's going to be. It's going to lead right into the uh, to the movie, and now you've got these characters that are established. They can now also jump into the movies 
and be part of the universe as they're as they're established. So, one hundred percent, great announcement. Very happy. This is arguably my favorite DC announcement of the year, and I actually mean that. Um, love the Green Lantern core. Love everything about Green Lantern. We all feel like it's been over overdue. Like they that they needed to come back and they needed strong but we also know it's such a big world and such a big diverse animal that can one film just do it justice absolutely not can a couple films do it justice no so a 10-hour series at least for one and rumors of a film coming are incredible i love this because here's here's where my brain goes we have two confirmed only two confirmed. There's some speculate, but there's two confirmed. Besides this, there are two confirmed DC shows on HBO Max. How many are confirmed? Can you say it again? Two. Both. Well, you're welcome. Both of these, though. He's laughing, but I'm about to make a great point. He's there's, so lost. He's so lost. There's He's so confirmed. lost. He's so lost. He has no idea what's going on. Um, two. Of the two shows they have confirmed, they both have something in common. They both will tie in to one of the major DC motion pictures. I firmly believe this is the same thing. We're going to get an expanded Green Lantern verse world, the same way the Gotham Central show, the Gotham PD show is going to expand Reeves' Gotham. And the way that the Peacemaker show is going to expand the world that James Gunn is creating in his The Suicide Squad. Isn't it three shows? I said, I said, in addition oh, to this, I'm sorry. See, I tell you, he, he, he has no idea where he's trying to figure out what world he's on over here. Um, <laughs> so I believe this show will cross over with, with a film where we will see Hal and John and hopefully Kyle Rayner. Cause my only frustration with this darn show is that Kyle Rayner is not in the lineup yet because he was the green lantern for years and man, has he been shortchanged, arguably worse than characters like Wally West, Roy Harper, et cetera, in recent years. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think it's great. I love the lineup they're going for. I love that we're going to get Alan Scott, so we might see the history of the Green Lantern. I hope they keep his roots true. I think that will be great for not only on-screen representation, but for the fan base as well. I think it could be cool if they show the history with him and then show what the Green Lantern is now. There could be a cool parallel. Well, I love, I love, and I said this on an old pod. You guys can go find it. I love that they're including Simon and Jessica. I think they're phenomenal characters and we have to thank Jeff Johns for creating them. And I think they both are going to have awesome stories and they add an extra layer of diversity that can be really interesting and really impactful, especially Jessica Cruz. And then I've I've not I'm not a big guy Gardner guy depending on how he's written he's either too much of a of a jagoff where like it's overkill or he's like okay and he's way more of like an Ali Queen crossed over with Hawkeye like he's got that cockiness to him I assume with this show they might make him more of a leader so they might rein him in a little bit um, but I love the lineup love the show the budget. I think they could do some cool things visually, like you said, what they what they were able to do with Game of Thrones and even the latest show, um, 
raised by wolves, which I'm going to start. It looks like they really spend their money and they really spend it in the right places. So I'm all in for GL and I, um, I'm all in for the show to eventually cross over with the film. Cause I'm pretty sure it's going to. Lovely. <laughs> I'm thinking about who I would cast now and I want to say, but I don't have any yet. I didn't think about this enough. Hmm. So I'm not going to guess. I, I, I've already seen that people want watching, uh, was it Rosa Salazar who was who played Alita <laughs> to be uh she would be to be Jessica Cruz I believe she would be great Zeddy I'll I'll tell you who can be her too <gasps> Naomi Scott Naomi <gasps> Scott <laughs> we just want Naomi Scott in a DC project like I I don't care she could be Jessica Cruz and she would be great she so. would be great she would be great I I I know Daddy Bats is still on the uh, on the fence about that but you know we'll see. We'll see. He hasn't seen her in anything, so he no, he doesn't I, even have a take. I, listen, I don't even, I wouldn't even begin to know who to cast for. Uh, <laughs> I thought I liked her for Hawker, though. You did. Yeah, but we're yeah. saying as a backup. We're oh, saying as a backup. Okay. okay. We're saying all the roles that she can be. It's 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 right. either it was Barbara, Hawker, Jessica know, Cruz. You know what's going to happen, right? What? She's going to wind up in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which will which will also be great, but. And then, and then ten years later, she's gonna come to the DCU because that's typically what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. All right. Should so, we get into the special edition portion of the episode? Hey, do we? We don't want to talk about that other rumor, do we? Where um, it says that Pattinson and uh, Reeves are fighting. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the we got this cover. We got this cover, which is the most trustworthy news source out there. Says Rob Pattinson has been fired. So um Affleck should be on a plane tomorrow. Sounds good. And we're not only sure. gonna get his film, we're also yeah. gonna get his HBO Max show. I just wanted to make yeah. sure we put that in there before uh... do you see people are have created a joke source called Doomcock. <laughs> no, so no. people are now posting all this fake stuff. They said as reported by Doomcock, <laughs> the flash will feature all the characters from the TV show. <laughs> and and John Wesley ships, or it's like as per as per, uh, it's funny. It's just funny. I, I check that out. It's funny on Twitter. Zenik, let's get into the. We special. are we are all about credibility here at the Vigilante Nineteen Ninety Nine guys. We okay, are. we don't we don't follow a covered. We got this or covered. You know whatever the name is. You know. <laughs> Doomcock. Yeah, there funny. you go. Uh, all right, Zednik, let's get yes. into the uh, special yes. edition portion of the evening or of the late afternoon. Yes. Well, early afternoon. I don't know. There you go. So, off the top here, I open with a very uh, Halloween ish cold open. And, gentlemen, it is going to be a long Halloween. Oh. Comic book fans will, will get that one instantly. At least they better. Oh. Oh. So, we we teased on our 50th episode, which if you haven't listened, go check it out. And if you did, thank you very much for the feedback. I forgot to mention that at the top, the feedback has been incredible, incredible. on our 50th thank episode. So, so thank you so much again to everybody that listened. So, But we said that we were going to have a Halloween-themed episode. So... And you know Halloween's coming up, so I think I think it's fair, and we are all of guys of horror, the horror genre here. So uh, I'll give you guys a nice little softball here. Sure. Uh, what is it about Halloween and horror that you guys love? Well, you go first, Dad, because this is your. You know it, it. For me, it kind of ties back to, I think the very first time that I was I saw a comic book, and I I've told that story. It was Batman two sixty two and. 
it was it happened to be the scarecrow um trail of fear and ever since i could remember i just love halloween you know and i think all this stuff goes back to our our childhood memories and our, our fondest memories or whatnot i've always loved you know we live in a in a state where we have the four seasons here we do uh summer slash uh fall have always been my favorite seasons but i think fall a little bit more i just love the coloring i've always loved the pumpkins the jack-o'-lantern images and i've always since i was a kid i've loved i love the old universal monster movies right so i kind of grew up on frankenstein the wolfman dracula those used to play there used to be a sh- part of the reason too is there used to be a um television show called creature features here that used to be on wgn uh many years ago it hasn't been on for 30 years or whatever but they used to have this great theme song and it was on every saturday night and they would play a horror movie and so i've just always gravitated towards this time of the year it's very special for me um it's not like i i dressed up a lot or you know we, we used to have halloween parties at the house here all the time and our big gimmick was that you could come and nobody had to dress up we just hung out so i love halloween i love i'm a big monster guy i think all this kind of coincides i think if you like comic books and you like superheroes that it's only natural that most people would tend to like feel the same way about halloween because it's all right yeah no i'm with you and what's funny too is i'm actually i'm gonna add a a little bit of a different take here i'm not a big halloween guy i never have been i'm really not a big halloween guy the whole idea of getting into scary movies and such was kind of a gimmick for me you watch them around halloween you watch them with friends to be scared and you would go see them because it was like a social thing. Oh, like you picked to go see the scary thing. So like now comic book and scary films, like the only two films a lot of people go see. Um, for me, you know, Halloween, Halloween was always weird because I wasn't into the decorations. I'm not into the aesthetic of Halloween. I'm just not in. It's not because I'm scared of it. It's just not something I vibe with. Um, but I'll never forget. I'm going to tell a story when my father not only broke my heart, but lost all trust <laughs> from me as a child when in third grade, he would not let me be Vegeta for Halloween, which is the second greatest Dragon Ball Z character of all time. Because he said <laughs> I was going to look done. Now, I wasn't going to wear the hair, which was a clarification thing that we realized years later. But he said, no, be something else. No one was going to want you to be someone from Dragon Ball Z. That's stupid. That's boring. And when I got to our school Halloween party, two other kids were Vegeta. And at that point, see, is when I you first been just like everybody else. I'm not commenting on that. And from that day on, I've learned what sadness feels like. I've learned what loss feels like. And I and it's the first time in in my life I thought about what could have been and possibly what should have been. So, do I hold that against him still to this day? Absolutely. Will I? will I ever let that go? No, it was, it was tragic. And I still have the costume somewhere. And you want to know what's sad about it now is it doesn't fit anymore. I would hope not. So I can never wear it again. I never had the chance. What you don't understand is that moment was a redefining moment of your life. It's made you the person you are now. Who knows if I let you be Vegeta, you might've turned out things might've been differently. (laughs) Embrace it. That was your, that was your moment. (laughs) <laughs> right nick <laughs> what would i have turned into I don't know. 
I don't know. He would have been a yeah. Dragon Ball Z stand. I am. Though. I, I am. Though. I am. The story though. that I would like to tell is that long. That wasn't the first time I told him he couldn't be anything on Halloween because before that, when he was very small, he wanted to be a powder power puff girl. <laughs> and his mother and I had to explain to him at that time, we thought that might've been a little strange or whatever. And obviously today we would have let him be a power puff girl. I'm glad you put that today. You would have let me, yes, dude, yes. I was like five. I, I didn't know, like the one girl looked like a boy and I was too young to realize she's not. It's uh, who's, who, who's the green <laughs> one? Friggin' uh, bubbles. No, it was blossom bubbles. And what's the third one? Someone look it up. I don't Someone know. look it, it up. I, it wasn't buttercup. Was it? It was Buttercup. Yeah, it was okay. Buttercup. Yes. Uh, yes. But she, I, I, for the longest time, I was like five, six. I thought she was a dude. So I'm like, oh, I'll be the dude one. Now I know the show is called Powderpuff Girls. I get it. Hey, if it's any consolation, if you want to be Vegeta now, you can. No, because you're old enough. No, you can make your no, decisions. No, because that was taken from me. And I will not do it again as a consolation prize 17 years later. Oh, that ship sailed. Wow. Wow. Zenek, why do you like Halloween? Uh, so I like Halloween for the for is a is a man by the name of Raza Gol said I'm a man of the theatrics. So okay, okay. I I love Halloween because I love everything that goes into making it what it is. So I'm not a typical easy person, or I am an easy person to scare. I shouldn't say I'm not. Uh, I do have some stories if we have time. They're utterly hilarious. Uh. I do. You know, I've always been that guy that loves taking 50 pieces of candy at people's houses when, when it says take one. I've You're one of those jerk-offs, aren't you? Oh, yes. Except, except for the Caruso household. Yeah. Whatever, whatever I right. went there, I always took one. Uh, it was the only household I did there, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I actually do kind of like the decorations. So I love, like, the makeup that goes into these horror movies, like, I do. I'm I'm a big set design guy. So like when we sure. watch horror movies sure. and even if the movie is awful, I still like everything that that goes into it. So sure. and we do all have some traditions that we will name in a in a few minutes or so that we all love Halloween for. So but guys, any uh favorite costumes, movies, TV shows, candy? Let's uh throw it out there. Let's do our five favorite scary movies. Ooh. Let's do it. Dad, go first. Okay. What's your five favorite right. scary movies? The, and the, you know, these are not really necessarily in order, but mm-hmm. when I get to the first one, I think it, it's kind of something everybody has a consensus on. But anyway, um, I love to watch these movies. I always watch these particular five movies around this time of the year with trying to discover something new. But I, for one, was a big fan of the Benico del Toro Wolfman movie. movie. I know it gets blasted on Rotten Tomatoes. It's terrible. But I really liked how that movie, I I just loved the look of it. It had a a feeling like it was almost like the old werewolf movie back with Lon Chaney. It had a great cast in it with Anthony Hopkins, Emily Blunt, Hugo Weaving. I thought he looked great as the Wolfman. So I really liked that movie. I like to watch that movie a lot. I love the movie Vampires by John Carpenter. Um, it's with James Woods and Daniel Baldwin. That's it's a, a it's a, a great one. again a where they're hunting the the vampires across kind of New Mexico. There's the Catholic Church is involved. It's kind of a dark comedy, but yet real graphic and just all around scary vampire movie. 
Uh, I'm going to stick with the vampire movies and, and come with 28 Days of Night, which is from 2007. Now, that movie stars Josh Hartnett, who, oddly yeah. enough, was supposed to be Batman. Yeah. In the trilogy, Chris Nolan, that was his first choice. And Josh Hartnett turned it down because he didn't want to be typecast. Mm. So anyway, he did get to make this movie, which is a great movie. Danny Houston from who's who's in uh, the Wonder Woman movie. He plays the leader of these vampires. It takes place in Alaska where you get the 30 days a night. And it's again, this is a very scary, chilling movie. I suggest everybody check that out. There's no way you can't have the original Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and, Ed Curtis and Donald Pleasance. And still, I know some people might think it's dated, but if you watch it at night and you turn all the lights off, no matter how many times you've seen it, it still provides scares. My number one favorite movie that I like to watch on Halloween is called Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Yeah. And it is a wonderful movie because you have the universal monsters on full display. It's only the second time that Bella Lugosi plays Dracula from his first movie. You've got Lon Chaney reprising his role as the werewolf. And I think it's Glenn Strange plays the Frankenstein monster. It's a comedy, yet it's scary. And it's just, it's just a beautiful movie to see all these monsters kind of in a team up mode but I will tell anybody that my favorite thing to do in Halloween two is to watch all the universal monster movies Yeah, from the Wolfman to Dracula to Frankenstein's monsters, to the invisible man, to my main guy that I love the creature from the black lagoon the creature, even though he doesn't give me a true Halloween feel. No, he's more of a summer feel to me, Yeah, the creature. And he's my favorite guy. But again, you can't go wrong with any of those movies. So, Go ahead, son. Perfect. Yeah. So, well, like I said, I, I'm not really into the horror genre. So this was in some ways easy for me and also hard. I, I, for me, how I picked my five were ones that stuck with me when I saw them and also ones that I feel like were pretty smart, impactful, a good script, etc. So I, I don't quite have an order, so I'm just going to rattle them off. So the first one that comes to mind is the first paranormal activity. I know they overdid it eventually. And uh, now a lot of the films do like the, where you just don't see what's happening. There's stuff happening in the, in like the background, but that first one, I remember watching it with you, dad, like late at night. That's a scary one. Cause it was the first time they made a movie like that, where there's only a few camera angles. You see stuff moving. That first one really was crazy. My next one is what I consider to be one of the best zombie films ever. And my, my scary movies also don't have a real Halloween feel, but they're still scary movies. Mine, the next one is the best zombie movie I said, which is 28 days later. Um, that movie is so with good scarecrow. with uh, Cillian Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Who gives a great performance. The, that's a real smart movie. It's really realistic with the world being kind of, sectioned off with the army taking things into their own hands and it's a really messed up apocalyptic world and it's the first time that they altered the idea of a zombie in a scary way i'm not particularly afraid of zombies in fact a show like the walking dead has started to make them almost comical after making them effective for a few years now they're almost comical but man adding a type of zombie 
that has higher level cognition can think and can full on sprint is terrifying. Mm-hmm. You can just run away from them because they might even be faster because they're on a super high adrenaline rush. Crazy. My next one is a movie called Hereditary, which mm-hmm. came out a few years ago. Uh, it's by A24, which is a film company, a film production company I love, um, who produce it. That's a smart, smart, scary movie, man. A lot of people don't like it. Mainstream audiences thought it was trash, but critics praise it. It's very well done, well shot, well written, and well made with an all-time performance by Tony Collette. The last 10 minutes is so terrifying in a bunch of different ways from actually what you're seeing and also from the implications of what's actually happening in the general makeup of their family. The next one for me is another A24, which I consider to be the one of the best scary films in the last decade is called The Witch, mm. which is also from A24, like I just said. And it follows this girl in a very religious town and they play a lot into the devil and almost how God in some ways can be scary, depending on what how extreme you believe his control over you is. And it's really relatable from someone who grew up and who grew up Catholic, even though the people in the movie aren't Catholic, the idea how they believe God has control over everything they do and the choices that leads them to make are terrifying. When you start to think that your life is controlled by something else and you have to live a certain way. Great performance by Anya Taylor-Joy as well, who we just recently saw in The New Mutants, which she was the only bright spot of that movie as we talked about. And then for me, the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life and it will never change because of one, how I felt when I watched it to the impact that is left each time I rewatch it is strangers, the strangers. So that that's that (laughs) Tyler will live Tyler and Scott Speedman. Yeah. That movie, which I looked, I I looked it up. That wasn't reviewed well at the time, but that's one of the most effective. And I mean the word effective. Absolutely. One of the most effective scary moves ever. Cause like it literally can happen. The other four I just named and the five you named dad are like things that are like otherworldly to an extent. What do you mean? What do you mean? You don't believe in vampires? Get the hell out of here. I, (laughs) okay. In my opinion, in my opinion, this is one that actually can happen. And how real it feels is terrifying. What about when there's a full moon? (laughs) <laughs> Zena, give me your top five movies. Oh, those are that oh, movie. Are serious? That movie is terrifying. Yeah, no, I I don't believe in vampires or werewolves, but I do believe in the Sasquatch, and I do believe in demons. But <laughs> but from like a realistic standpoint, like all those two are just like your belief. But like strangers can happen because it's real people terrorizing other people. That movie's frightening. That absolutely. movie is frightening. Yeah. Hmm. It's a lovely list so far, gentlemen. Yeah. How about you, Zed? Um, so my rotation kind of is interchangeable every day, but because sure, you're yeah. asking me today, I do want to give like some wild card here, some honorable sure. mentions. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things is, is has kind of turned into a a show that I that I like to pop on every sure. every yeah, now and then. That, that's a great one. Uh, yeah, go the Ghostbusters first one, time to time. I'll take sure. on. I'll sure. pop on a little, little, little dated. I know. Um, and then hereditary, like Nico said. So, cause I know it's been bashed, but like Nico said, just that last 10, 15 minutes of it, man, 
Watch that movie at like 2 a.m. Like no lights on. Oh man, you'll you'll, you'll sleep like a baby. I promise you. You won't yeah, actually. You know, too. I I also had in here, and again, I just want to throw these in, and, and you guys don't have to follow, but I also took it a step further too, and and have some television shows. Um, so you know, back in the day, 1979, there was Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. And I know they remade it, but the old one, if you guys could check it out on YouTube with David Soul and James Mason, is frightening. There was also a show called The Night Stalker from 1972. Mm-hmm. And it was an ABC Sunday movie of the week. And, it, and it's with Darren McGavin. And again, if any of you guys listening could check it out, it's great. It's about a serial killer in Las Vegas. Turns out to be a vampire. And then more recently, The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, a lot of people love it. On Netflix was just... It it was not only was it scary, it was so well written, so well acted, and it's just it's going to become for me. I know a, um, a Halloween tradition. There is also the the haunting of Bly Manor, which just started. I only watched one episode, and I I would be remiss if I didn't say that The Walking Dead, that first season, that first season is, great. and it premiered On around Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, and it the first season is so cutting edge, so dramatic so suspenseful so terrifying it's everything that makes halloween great and i i love watching that first season every halloween where it's gone since then is another story we we did a pod on it nick and i did with uh, season 10 i think we did that a few months back but walking dead season one i would be remiss if i did not throw that in for halloween coral i've done things and seen things and stuff it ain't like it was before oh, we didn't ask for this coronavirus um but yeah uh those are great shout outs especially with stranger things and haunting a hill house um i don't really have any any horror tv you shows I, just I really TV don't mm-hmm. um but a couple more honorary mentions for some films uh the first conjuring is really good. It's really scary. It's really effective. And um, I really like Dawn of the Dead, the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for Zack Snyder's soon to be out Army of the Dead, hmm. um, which is like a, a modern spin on that. And all the zaddies, I'm sure, will be happy with that one too. Uh, <laughs> so, as you guys always said, how do we not talk about Zack Snyder in a pod? But we always try to bring it back. So, here he is. Always. So any other, how about favorite candy for me? I know. Wait, you wait, 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 wait. I never what? did my five films. Oh, no. I thought you gave them. No, no. Those, I those, thought those you were... included Stranger Things and all oh, no. those are honorary mentions. Those go are ahead. Mentions. Oh, go ahead. I thought we were like re-going around the board. Zeddy, go ahead. Jeez. So I, I have, uh, I love me a good slasher film here. So I got the, the first Scream, the original Scream. That's good one. Excellent. Good excellent. one. I got 78's Halloween. Okay. I got Batman Begins. Get out of here. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I a got, Halloween I, movie? For Whoa. me, it is. I got Scarecrow. That's a Come scary on. movie. Whoa. That's a scary movie. Not scary. One 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 that I watch around the Halloween like month. Which well, I mean I watch it every month, but still. Uh Beetlejuice and then Halloween Town. Okay. Because that's like a tradition for me. What's that one that you say that I look like the kid? Mostly is ghostly. Mostly, mostly ghostly. ghostly. On, uh, Disney oh, good yeah. lord! Oh, good lord! Yeah. All right, favorite candy. I, I just thought of one, 
One more scary film. Go ahead. Justice League. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You know what? As, as I'm sitting here, that I should have had in my honorable mentions too is Blade. Oh, Blade's a good. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Blade One and Blade Two are really, really good movies. I, I have, I have two other uh, scary movies. Spider Man Homecoming and Spider Man oh, Far, Far From Home. I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, that is funny. For the Dark World. Oh, oh. with Malachi. <laughs> Malachi. He's pretty scary though. The ether. The ether. <laughs> Uh, favorite candy for me uh, Sour Skittles, Sour Patch Kids Anything in the sour realm Nick Zenick, how about you? So actually, fun fact about Skittles is Somebody told me it's the number one Top candy in, in, the, U, in the US On Halloween Damn right it is But I, I'm, I'm a big Hershey's guy I, sure. I, I love me a little Reese's Pieces I lo- love those So how about, how about you guys? I tell you right now, man. I don't know where you kids, you little, like this, little this, Twix. This you know? this millennial generation with these sugar-infested <laughs> little balls of candy. These these Skittles. These sour. These sour. Wait, listen. Hey, fucking Skittles been around for forty these years. Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> I remember when I would go. I asked the kids, "What do they want from Walgreens?" You know, they want Sour Patch Kids, and I'm like, "Doesn't anybody want a Snickers bar?" <laughs> Doesn't anybody want a Reese's peanut butter cup? How about a baby Ruth? Baby Ruth? How about he's baby Ruth anymore? How about a Mounds? No, it's baby Ruth anymore. Who are you? Oh my God. How about a $100,000 bar? I don't even know what that is. I mean, what, what is going on in this younger generation? What is oh, Snickers what is, has been around since the 30s. Snickers okay. are the, are the OG. Come on. You know, a little, little Milky Way for you. Get you a Waka bar. Like when I was a kid, and I oh, Wonka bars are good. oh Wonka bars are fantastic. Are fucking beautiful. When I was a kid, I I used they to like to go to the them. houses where you got the full bar. Yeah, you know. But now, oddly enough, the full bars are almost like the snack bite bars of fifteen years ago. I know the candy is so small right now; it's so unbelievable, small, right? Except for except for the bags of Skittles that still. Which you said today is Skittles. They've been around since '74. Oh, I know that, but still. Been around since um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Sour Patch Kids are recent. Did Hold you guys on. ever remember like the uh, the popcorn balls and that, or was that before? That was more my generation when you get like really Sour crappy Patch stuff Kids like were that. before Skittles. Wow, we're learning a lot today, guys. This is you know it's real funny too when you guys because obviously I have to tell this story because you guys would trick or treat together. Yeah, we would. And us parents would go and we would we would follow you guys behind and then we would usually come back to the house and crack open a two or three cases of beer for some, some Miller lattes. Maybe <laughs> some Miller lattes, yeah. While the kids are running around yeah, the house. Some Miller lattes. Um with razor blades in their candy. Yeah. No, 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 just kidding. But <laughs> but that was always very frightening as a parent. I remember because but I've always been a little bit of a germaphobe my whole life, way before COVID or anything. And um it's real funny how we would go through your candy that you guys would get when oh, you would yeah. go trick-or-treating and we would kind of dump it on the table and anything that looked like it wasn't absolutely fresh or sealed or, or um, just folded just right would go into the garbage and, and whatnot. So those are some funny, uh, funny, funny trick-or-treating stories with you guys following from behind with the wagon, the wagon and the bags of candy. I, um, I have a fun question for, for us, for you both. 
if you had to, let's say you had to do this to get like a million dollars. Okay. So let's make it where you have to, if you had to dress up this year, what would you be? If I had, well, if you had to dress up, if you had to dress up for Halloween, what would you be? And you could be anything you've ever wanted. Wonder woman. And no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what would you realistically, you know, you know what I would like, you know what I would like to be because I'm, I'm not a big guy. I'm like five, eight. Um, Joe Pesci. No, (laughs) no. I think if I, if I was going to dress up, he's going to love that. This is what I would like to do. This is what I would like to do because I've never, it would be hard for me to be Batman or somebody big. So I fancy myself more of, of a Spider-Man. Oh, no, Spider-Man. no, 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 no. I'm lean, you know, I still work out a little bit and stuff, but I would love He's got the best calves in the neighborhood. No, I'm serious. I would I'm serious. Love, People know that my yeah, dad has exceptional right. calves. I would love to dress up in the black symbiote Spider-Man suit. That's awesome. Oh, that's a good that's one. what I would like to do. Like that's a really a good, one. good one, you know, not like a real cheap one that you get from, uh, from store or something like that. I like to go get one, uh, like more the traditional one, not yes. even the one that um Toby had. No, and, uh, no, 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 which was really tra- just the red not suit. Not that trash one. No, no, no. Trash no. juice, trash, right? Trash juice. That was trash <laughs> juice. They gotta do the real thing, and Tom better yeah. do that at some point. I, so I, I want to be symbiote Spider Man. I would. That's if I had my choice. I would like to walk into a room <laughs> with a few thousand people. I love it, and then just jump onto a table. Wow, he took mine. That's crazy. Did I really? Yeah, oh, but don't worry, don't worry. It's okay, Zenik. Zenik, Zenik, go sorry. ahead. It's okay. It's okay. You're fine. I told you I'm gonna be Wonder Woman. Okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, but what else oh. would you be? <laughs> um. Oh, you know what? I think Chris Evans would would love this one. I would be Walking Phoenix's Joker. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good one. one. That was my. Yeah. That was that was. I could pull it off too. Yeah, I'll I'll get Pretty a little shoe shine. I'll give me some some boots. You know. Yep. That was my other one. Wow, wow. you guys are Ooh. crazy. So All right, anyway. Okay, no, 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 no. Like, I have yeah. two actual, I have I two backups. Vegeta? No, can I tell you? Because <laughs> I think you you want to be the Flash. No. 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 Ooh. No, that was not my, that was, that's like number, that would be like number six. Wow. You got list. a little Grant Gustin in you. That, I do have Grant Gustin in me, which is a massive compliment. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What I would honestly like to be what i would honestly like to be is first of all it would be vegeta because that was taken from me all right and this would be my opportunity to give myself justice but no but (laughs) what i would actually (laughs) why are you laughing already you don't even know what i'm gonna say you don't even know what i'm gonna say no what i would actually like to be which i could think is cool and i'm surprised zenik didn't say this but is batman beyond would be sick Oh, because that's a cool, that's sleek a cool black suit. costume. You don't, have to be a real big guy. you don't have to be a real big guy. He's a more lean guy. Terry McGinnis. But if I did actually have the choice, it would be I do love the aesthetic of Joaquin's Joker. I just love the red suit with the longer hair and the face paint he uses. And I love me some black suit Spidey that I would that I would love to be. Absolutely. You know, it would be cool, too, if you could be the scarecrow. Mm, like that's but a, good a really one. classic that's look. A good one. You know, like with the with the mask, that's that's really cool. I think that would be a good look too. I'm surprised that you don't want to be Hawkman. Oh. I'm not, I don't I don't yeah. have the physique. I'm not I'm not a big guy. To be you Hawk got the Man. calves for it though. <laughs> calves. 
he laughs he laughs because he knows it too he plays off he's like oh yeah yeah he's got the best calves on this side of 22nd street in westchester illinois 60154 60154 oh absolutely any other thoughts on halloween zenic we had some special to play at the end too that's not halloween yeah who has uh Anybody got some scary stories that, that they you want know what? to tell? I, oddly please. enough, I was oh, all we had. Yeah. yeah I on. was trying to think of this. I, I really don't have one. The only mm. the only scary story for me would, would be like when my dog gets up in the middle of the night sometimes. And I was very concerned about this. He's a little dog. And I know when your dog gets older, they talk about dementia and stuff. But our dog doesn't have that. He's fine. He's been he's 100 percent. But. Every once in a while, he'll get up in the middle of the night and he'll go into, he'll leave our bed bedroom and he'll go into the front room. And it's kind of creepy what he's looking, but you know, we live near forest preserves and there's constantly raccoons and possums and stuff out there. But I've, I've been scared some nights and I've actually gone outside to see what's bothering him and there's nothing there. So I'm not sure if my, my OG Sully, He's the greatest dog in the world. He's a Shih Tzu Bichon. I don't know if he's talking to spirits every now and then or whatnot, but that's really, I have not had any close encounters and I've, I'm, I guess I'm waiting for my first one. So I'm, I'm disappointed gentlemen that I don't have anything really creepy to tell you. I made contact with the other side one time. <laughs> I, uh, I'm serious. Uh, I, <laughs> you guys are laughing. Uh, so I, I lived in this older house uh, in Elmhurst, my uh, going into my senior year of college. And oh, um, house, we man. lived in a really old, yeah. creepy house. It was like 90 years old. And um, there were two things that happened in that house. One night we got home and we didn't have a lot of lights in the house. So when it got dark at night, like the like the living room and kitchen were dark and there's no heat or AC. Um, so you would just be sweating friggin' bullets at night. Um, cause it was in the summer, but one night we got home super late from somewhere and, um, our basement door was open and the basement was connected. It's so under the basement, it's connected to a shed. There's like an underground shed and the shed door was open too, which was crazy. And then, there's this other time where we had to put in our own fans and AC units, but there was one night where people have told me, Oh, I was in like the, um, I was in like the state of sleep where you're like also awake, but like you can't move or anything. I, I forget what it's called. Like REM REM or something. I don't fr- freaking know terms, but I'm not kidding. We would have to leave the windows open. And there was one night that it was really, really windy. And I remember being in bed and I remember the wind was so strong and I was like half asleep that I actually felt that I like, I was like up against the wall flat cause the wind was pushing me so hard. And I actually think it was the, it was the spirit in our house that was like just pushing me against the wall. I'm serious. Cause then when we left the house, we found out that someone died in there like years, 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 years ago, like before Elmhurst you know bought called? it to be on the property. I think that's called alcohol. It's called, no, I was sober both times. It was like a Tuesday night and we had work the next day. It was not, I'm serious because had I been drunk, I wouldn't have been scared, but I was scared. And I really felt, and ask the roommate, ask Alex. We'll tell you, 
Alex will tell you that he felt something one time in the house too. Zendik, how about you? Do you have a story? I do. I have two very, very funny ones. Oh, but I love they're, it. They're like, they're like funny, scary ones. So the first one is uh, when I was in high school, we went to this retreat center called LaSalle Manor. Oh, okay. Yes. And yeah, we went there too at NAS. We did that, but we did that for my junior year. You did it for your senior year, right? Well, junior and senior year. So junior, like, and senior junior year was only like okay. one night. It was like two days in one night. Okay. And then senior year was like five, five days and four nights. So we, that was called Kairos, right? Yeah. So yes, Kairos. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we stayed there for a week. They all gave us like little mini dorms or whatever, little rooms for us to yes, yes, sleep in. So when they assign us our room, I'm the last room at the end of the hallway. See, that's like, messed up. See, I don't yeah. Like, so there's I like, uh, there's a creepy little window there. There's a, like a fire extinguisher there if we need to. So I, I go in my room and right before I step into my room, they're like, Oh yeah, somebody actually died in your room years ago. But that is not cool. But man. But, but they told me like like the room's been blessed like many times before. Um, so as so oh, as I'm like God, I'm, I'm sleeping in the room, I like kid you not, I was like shivering all over the place. I'm like I could have swore I saw the Bible move at one point. That's the bad I, juju, man. I, I I even go go to like go to the bathroom late at night and like the urinal next to me like just flushes randomly. Ah, um, man, that is so. Yeah, so it was wild. Because even ghosts have to urinate, you know. Yeah, that, right? even ghosts have to piss. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was a little, I was a little freaky on that one. And the second one comes from when I was in eighth grade. We went a little haunted house hopping, and one, one haunted house in particular. So this, so this one's funny. So they have two exit signs. There's obviously the one when you go into the haunted house, and then there's a trick exit. Which makes you think you're leaving the haunted house, but in fact you're you're leaving to go like where everybody else is, so they can scare you. So because everybody knows if you're the first one to go in the haunted house, you're gonna get the worst end of it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Some some very mean people uh, push me in, so I had to go first. No. So way. I I take the trick exit, thinking that I ditched everybody, so they can get the bejeebus scared out of them. Sure. And when I take the trick exit, I get chased around by this guy with a chainsaw. And I kid you not, the guy found me three different times that night. That's that. I I I, I think I know the name of the haunted house. It's uh, yep. is it is it JC's? Yep. Is that the mm-hmm. name of it? Yeah, over yep. in. Uh, so I'm I I'm running I am running around this place like like I got to use the bathroom three different times. The guy wouldn't leave me alone. He, he's he's lucky I wasn't Terry McGinnis back down or. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have been sued very badly. So, but yeah, there you go. Not an easy person to scare. I mean, I walk into work and my coworkers are hiding behind the wall, giving me jump scares. So, you know, fair enough. I, that is nuts. That you I don't guys like were never great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Were you guys, you, you didn't get into nah, that, right? Not no. really. No. Yeah. My, my grandpa used to be a great pumpkin carver though. Oh, really? Something well, that cool. I, that I'm sad I never got into. Yeah. Great yeah. pumpkin carver. I feel oh. that. I feel that. Yeah, we we still do the decorations. I yeah. like to hang up my ghosts and pumpkins mm-hmm. and not real elaborate like we used to, but uh but, but anyway, that's that's I guess our Halloween take. I mean, uh, yeah. I think everybody likes to be scared. We also we wear our you can't save the world alone Justice League shirts as oh, a, a symbol Lord. of horror as that's well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Symbolize the theatrical cut. That's right. 
Uh, yeah, I'm I, blind bleeding right now. Thanks a lot. I know you are. I know you are, man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, Suzanne, you could probably wrap us up. I think we did a beautiful job today, but we have I something special. We have something special also to play. We do. We we had a we had a curtain knock at the door as uh, the the wonderful people at Straight Out of Gotham says, and this gentleman wanted to let us know how thankful he is that we are entrenched into his community now you guys might have heard of this gentleman i'm not going to say who it is but you'll know who it is by the sound of his voice so without further ado let's hear what this gentleman had to say this is justin kowalski from let's go i'm excited for you guys to hit your 50th episode that's a lot i can't believe you already have 50 episodes it just seems like yesterday or little nikki zednik hit me up in my dms he tried to slide in there and i blocked him asking me crazy questions about Batman. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I don't know how to answer this. And so anyways, he kept being persistent and said, Hey man, we want to do a podcast. Do you have any thoughts, any ideas? And I told him, and he, he obviously didn't listen because he recorded them on a cell phone. <laughs> so, but it's all good. There's growth to see where you were then to where you are now. It's just amazing to see just as, as even as podcasters, um, have you guys have found your rhythm and what it you know, looks like to do a show? And I absolutely love it. I love the dynamic between all of you guys. Um, all joking aside, Zednik, I just love your persistence and your, uh, you know, your tenacity to like ask questions and hey, how do we get better and, and what do we do? And always willing to take good advice and, um, you know, positive feedback and criticism. I think that always helps us grow when we're able to hear from others. And I really appreciate that about you. I appreciate your excitement for what we do. Um, you're the king of the one-liners and the cold open, man. I'm always like, what is he gonna say? That's always like one of our big things. Me and Pete Vera talk about, we're like, dude, Zednik has the best openers. And so we just love you as a host, man. You're you're growing in that. And I just you know encourage you to continue in it because uh, you have a great take and love your thoughts, man. And then Nico, man, I really, really love how you approach subjects and how you break them down. Um, they're always so well thought out, even in your reviews. It's, it's interesting when someone writes reviews and you get a, a, a taste of like what their voice is and it matches perfectly like your, your on-air personality. I think those go hand in hand well and you approach things um, in a good way and you prove your points and your positioning well, um, except you're just wrong about Tom Holland Spider-Man. But what are we going to do, man? We always can't be on the same page. It's just just where we're at, man. And it's good. It's good to have different tastes and to have differences, you know, but I love you, man. You're great. I love having you just be a part of let's go and things like that. And then we get daddy Batman himself, Nick Caruso senior. How you doing, sir? I just am so excited that you get to do a show with your son. It's like, it gives me the daddy feels every time like y'all talk and you guys mentioned it like on the last episode where you guys just talking about your origin story of how you, you know, put this podcast together. And it's, it's heartwarming in a sense to just be able to share your hobby with your kids. And then I just love that you kind of cultivate this and you provide a space for, Hey, let's do a show. Okay. I'm going to, let's do it at my office. Let's, let's make it happen. And I just think that's really cool. Like investing into your son and your son's friend uh, to do something like this. And I think it, I think that matters. And I really love legacy and I love that you're a part of it and can't wait to do something like that with my kids as they grow a little older. And so much respect to you. And it's an inspiration, man, to be honest. So love you guys. I just love that you guys are, you know, teaming up and doing stuff with let's go as well. But overall, I just love having new friendships 
Um, it's funny how we don't have that face-to-face -face interaction, but you know, online and through messages and Slack and all that type of stuff, we're communicating all the time, and it's been it's been really cool. And in the year of 2020, when it's been the multiple choice of doom, we've had this really you know great experience connecting on things that we love. And so, much love to you guys. Continued success. Can't wait for you guys to hit episode 100 and some other milestones. So, be well and God bless. Wow. We didn't hear that prior to the show. So, wow. Justin, thank you so much, man. That was, we love you. You're the man. Those were such kind words. He took the time to not only record that, but to shout us each out in individually. I, I don't even have too many words. That was, that, that was awesome. I mean, I do, I can't say anything. I don't. That was, he was very kind. Thank you so much. And as I always say, any man followed by Matt Reeves is a friend of mine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just, I just want to say one more time too. It's like it, Justin is a big reason why we were able to uh, grow and develop the way that we did. So, as much as he was shouting us out for things he loves about us and about our show, he's a big reason for a lot of it. So, Justin, thank you so, thank you so much again. And we absolutely cannot wait till you have a show with your kids because it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And what you like about Daddy Batman and I, I, I know for a fact, and will guarantee that you will have that with your, with your kids as well. It's going to be great, man. So can't wait for that. Just don't uh, let him be Vegeta for Halloween. Just don't let him be Vegeta for Halloween <laughs> ever. Oh man. Justin, Justin, man. Thank, thank you, brother. We, we all love you. I'm so glad I sent you that ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Batman so question. Am I two years ago who who would have known maybe i would have found you still then but who knows uh thank you again it truly is an opportunity that i'm glad i took advantage of every day and i'm glad to be a part of the let's go community so mm -hmm. thank and you, i Justin. just i just want to reiterate i know we've been saying this a lot but just in case if you're finding us and this is the first show or maybe you've only caught us the last couple the awesome dope intro song we have and our dope logo our dope artwork that is now on merchandise at t public justin created so he gave us a sound and he gave us a face so thank you mm -hmm. so much for that as well so everyone needs to know that who listens to the show please know that he created those two amazing things absolutely so gentlemen that was a phenomenal episode i would say that was fun that was, it was fun, fun. We talked about a lot so thank you guys again we are excited for everything that's to come but what do you guys got to plug? What's going on, guys? You first. Oh, me first? Okay. Uh, follow me at Nico Caruso. That's at N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. I just wrapped up my review of season two of The Boys. I'm going to do a full season wrap-up piece that uh, this coming week for the Let's Go podcast, so go check that out. And then this week I will also be reviewing uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is a film written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. And um, if if everyone who listened today can do one thing, can you please tweet hashtag save teenage bounty hunters? It is my new favorite show at the moment that was criminally not renewed by Netflix for a season two. So we're trying to uh, join the movement to get that show saved by either Hulu, Amazon or Apple TV. Um, it's It's such a high quality show. And with all the trash that Netflix spews out, weekly yearly monthly um i don't know why they would cancel a show of such quality and representation as well so please tweet hashtag save 
teenage bounty hunters if you don't i'll know because there's at least 10 of you i know who listen to the show so I, I just do it for me i've never asked anyone to do anything but that i mean this i'm, I'm serious people are laughing my two co-hosts are laughing because they don't think i'm serious but i'm actually serious just do it please please do it and also please uh root for um please root for the san francisco 49ers to cover today so because i have them in a five-team parlay please send me positive energy <laughs> wow oh, okay um, yeah wow <laughs> you know what i think i'm gonna i think what i'm gonna do is try to i'm gonna try to start the boys because you guys i know Let's I go! Love i've seen everybody so i think i'm gonna try to do that and then uh really i'm just counting down the days till the three jokers finale um i am really looking forward to how they wrap this story up and i know it's still a few weeks away but uh yep oh man mr z all right well if you guys want to follow me on twitter and tell me i'm right not that i'm wrong you can follow me at papa z underscore 95 where i just went on a Ridiculous rant of how utterly embarrassing it is to be a Blackhawks fan right now, but I'll still watch every game like I always do. Um, I might be having a review for the Long Halloween and Dark Victory coming up for the Let's Go podcast, so be on the lookout for that. And I may or may not be covering The Haunting of uh, Bly Manor from Netflix. So. And I do have Mandalorian Season 2 coming up at the end of the month. Which is hype. I'm hyped for that. So... There you go. And you guys do also have two legal obligations. One of them is for free. Don't have to do anything. Well, both of them are. But your first one is, yes. And I'll know if you don't do any of these things. I won't do anything about it personally, but I'll know. First one is to follow us on Twitter at Vigilante1939. And the second one is if you want to go head over to Apple Podcasts and consider leaving us a rating and a review it does help the show grow and people will find us even faster so gentlemen thank you again i know our next episode is gonna literally be you two arguing it'll be a whole time it's the the, debate with judge zed over here judge zed is gonna listen our debate and tell which one of us is wrong all right or maybe we're both right around and and there there are there are going to be no flies on on their heads i can find no flies. that's funny yeah no flies should be coming in so no so there you go guys so absolutely gentlemen thank you again i look forward to our debate show and this is where we're going to sign off so nico caruso daddy batman himself nicholas caruso senior my name's nick zanuck and We now have to wait until 2022, unfortunately. But, as Robert Pattinson said in the Batman trailer, we're vengeance. Hashtag save teenage bounty hunters.